Next on BYU Sports Nation, on the road to Portland and back home for Gonzaga. Which matchup do you like better for BYU basketball? Blaine Fowler called both games in Southern California last week. What chance does Blaine give the Cougars to knock off sixth-ranked Gonzaga Saturday in Provo? Plus, between the lines, chooses the Sug Life. BYU baseball having the best week ever and the Winter Olympics. Big deal or no deal. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Reunited on a Tuesday, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy February 20th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, wonderful that you would join us on this day. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who knows how to rock a good T-shirt, Jerem Jordan. Here I am, once again, I'm torn into pieces. Nicely done. What? Lavelle Edwards on the shirt today. Yeah, he's so grumpy in this shirt. (laughs) That personifies your mood about BYU athletics lately. Does it? Yeah, I'm grumpy when BYU loses. This is nonsense that game. That's just, <laughs> even though we know they're coming for some reason. I, I don't believe it still. Arms folded, grumpy face. I get it, man. I get it. It's time to rise and shout. Let's go to What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Tipping things off with this, Jerem. BYU basketball plays at Portland on Thursday and in the Marriott Center on Saturday against 6th-ranked Gonzaga. Which game are you most confident in BYU basketball winning at Portland or at home versus Gonzaga? Before you answer that, I would like to reference something that was brought up to you yesterday by Mark Durant, a unique opinion as to why he may be less confident against Portland. They're really struggling on the road. And Portland's just kind of that same team that they've always uh, BYU struggling with right now. Uh, and so, I mean, this is a chance for a nice win against BYU. And they listen; those teams can smell blood in the water. They know BYU's kind of limping along. Dan, 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 Jerem, bigger boat. Portland or Gonzaga? Listen, BYU matches up well with Gonzaga. They just do. They play good games. BYU's won up there. BYU's been competitive in Provo. BYU's struggled on the road in West Coast Conference play four and five. It's Portland. I'm way more confident that BYU's going to beat Portland. Ken Palm has that as a 79% chance win. Gonzaga has 32%, which 32 is a good number against the sixth-ranked team in the country, by the way. Absolutely. Adam, 32, one and three? That's nice. I can't believe this is even a question. I know, it's silly. Why is this even a question? It's Portland. 100% I'm more confident in BYU's ability at the Child Center. The Yoli Child Center. To knock off the pilots of Portland. Because it's Portland and not 6th rank Gonzaga. Yes, I know. And I have said on this show. Portland stinks. In relation to San Diego on the road and Gonzaga at home, I said I'm more confident in BYU's ability to beat Gonzaga in Pro Bowl than win in San Diego. That's that a, was validated on Saturday. That's a comment on the bipolar two-facedness of BYU this season, who's been really good at home. BYU's been really bad on the road in league play. Four and five? Is that what they are? Yes. 
The Cougars have yet to solve. No, they're are they? Sorry, three and they're gonna they're gonna play their ninth road game. Three and five, right? Is it three and five? Three and five on the road. Jeez! Oh, jeez! They, they got to win oh, at Portland geez. to finish four and five in the conference slate away from home. Now, th- does that speak to the youth of this team? Does that speak to the something happened after non-conference with this team? Because remember, BYU went to Utah Valley, who's lost one time at home. It's to Brigham this season. Uh, BYU beat Utah State on the road. BYU beat Princeton on the road. Those are all nice road wins. They aren't tourney resume building wins except for UVU. But those were really nice wins. So I don't know why BYU could win those games but couldn't go to Pacific and win, San Diego and win, LMU, ugh, LMU and win. BYU has really yet to solve the Slim Jim. I mean, even the year that BYU beat San Diego by 58 points at home, they won the second matchup in San Diego by two. How do you, how do you beat someone by 58 and then lose the next game, no matter where it is? No matter where it is. You can play that thing in Russia, <laughs> and they don't even have the Russian flag. They just say they're the O-A-R, and you still lose? Like, what is that? 100% the answer is Portland for which more ga- which game we are more confident in collectively in Studio B. Okay, Spencer, we are two weeks away from the Gonzaga Invitational game. Stop it. Wait, what? Oh, the official name is the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships Championship game. What is BYU's best route to Tuesday night? Oh, man. There's no good route. They're real. That's that's the thing. There ain't no good that's route. That's the thing. Like me at Sundance last night skiing for the first time. There was no good route down that mountain. That's a fantastic <laughs> point you make. My shoulder's really sore. Jerem, it's like saying, hey, do you want to uh, traverse through uh, the thicket of briars? The thicket. Uh, or would you like to try and make it through the quicksand over there? Uh, No. <laughs> I would like to fly in a helicopter like Kobe Bryant to Staples Center. There is no good route. That said, BYU's best route to the championship game on Tuesday night is probably as follows. Obviously winning your opening round game against San Francisco or Santa Clara, whoever it is in Las Vegas, and then hoping that there is some major upset Oh, this is, uh, and not, you don't have to play St. Mary's or Gonzaga, which is not going to happen. So if you have to play one of the two right now, right now, easy. It's St. Mary's. What? Why? Yes. Why? Because teams have figured out finally how to defend. Wait, teams have Jock Landale. Two teams have since November. Two, two teams. teams in the last. Week and a half. You're saying St. Mary's is so flawed now? I'm not saying they're flawed, but I'm saying I would rather take a team that is on the decline than on the incline like Gonzaga going to their second home floor. I know. It's not much of a decline, though. I still think it's Gonzaga. Just BYU match, has always matched up with Gonzaga better ever BYU's since played the Saint second Mary's round competitively this year. One time in Provo. I wouldn't say the second game was that competitive. The last, like, eight minutes, that was not a game. St. Mary's blew it up. Essentially, you get in the fourth quarter, it's not a game, okay? Neutral site St. Mary's scares me to death because the last time we saw that matchup, BYU lost by 30-something. I don't think that's going to be the result. I think BYU will be more competitive, but I'm still, I still don't believe that BYU can stop Jock Lando until I see it. They have the blueprint given to them by Gonzaga and San Francisco. It has been put out there. 
So if BYU can't execute it, they're just not good enough. That's what you're saying. That's that, and that's another conversation, right? Yeah. That's another conversation. Anyway, that's my opinion. Okay, Jerem, the 2018 basketball season is three and a half months old. Yes, we know it's a grind. Nothing new. That said, our BYU basketball's leading scores, Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs, tired. That's a question for them. I can't answer that one. I know that they compose a lot of what BYU does. 45 to 47% of scoring shots and rebounds. They are asked to do a lot. On any given night, they are 50% of the offense. Yeah. Uh, yes. And they carry this team. They're the big two on this team. TJ Haas, when he's you know there and, and pushing the envelope, he's the, the third piece here. But I don't know. BYU's not pushed the tempo this year to the same degree where I think they may have become tired at the end of seasons. Is the weight of carrying this team on them tough physically? I would think on a Thursday it's not. You haven't played in five days. On Saturdays I can see where it's a little more challenging. But both teams have to play on Thursdays and Saturdays. So I would say I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they're tired. I just think that teams they would never say it, even if have they were. figured out how to defend BYU. And now the Cougars got to come up. They got to come up with something new, right? Adapt or die. Adapt or lose at San Diego. You got to come up with something new. Adapt or go to OT with a 300-plus RPI team in Pepperdine. BYU had a new thing going for them in non-conference play, and it worked out well to the tune of an 11-2 and record. So what changed in conference play? BYU was awesome on the road, and then they're 3-5 and on the road. Like, what happened? I don't have the answer for that. Who does? The BYU coaches are trying to find the answer right now. I don't think they found it yet, too. They need to figure it out because when they go to Vegas and play neutral site, they got to bring it. Something new, right? There has to be an adaptation. They got to bring it. Spencer, BYU shot 27% from three the last three games. Is this something to be worried about? This is the second question that I'm like, what? Of course they should be worried about this. It is crazy the difference between BYU shooting the three on their home floor and on the road, particularly in conference games. I brought it up a few weeks ago. I think it was like 41% in wins and... It's 40 and 25 now. Oh, it's gotten even more significant. 15% difference. It was That's a 14% difference a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Then BYU shoots three for 22 from the three-point line at San Diego, and it gets even worse. So, yes, this is something to be worried about. BYU has good shooters on the team. The fact that these shots are not going in is concerning. Are all of the right people taking the threes right now? Right player. Should McKay Cannon be shooting more threes? Can Peyton Dastrip do something from three? Um, I, I don't know. I, I know that the BYU offense has really limited shot selection to, be, to make it better. What's the next step for that? Because on the road, for some reason, they aren't going in. They're flying on, on chartered planes. They're getting in there the day before. I'm not, I'm not sure what the issue is and, like, why it's so different from conference play to non-conference play. I, I, I have no clue. I don't, I don't know. Mark Durant made a great point. BYU should always have a bunch of good three-point shooters. There are gyms in all the churches. <laughs> if there's any religion which should shoot the basketball the best, it should be Mormons. <laughs> the center of the church is not the chapel. The center of the church is the gym. BYU should get buckets from distance. There's so many ballers out there. Like, I am confused as to why BYU doesn't have more good three-point shooters. Yes, it's concerning. And 
Calling all Mormon ballers if from BYU. Three. Come to Brigham. If BYU can make even 33% of their three-pointers. That's not asking a lot. 25 stinks. Then they win four or five more of the games they have lost. Well, and the issue isn't not beating St. Zaga right now. It's losing non-St. Zaga games. I can tolerate a game a year. I cannot tolerate 2.8. I can't tolerate it. The number has increased, Jerem. three now. The number has increased. three now. Jerem, which BYU team on campus right now is the most underappreciated team. There's a lot of options here. Let's talk about uh, men's volleyball, ranked 7th, undefeated in conference play, a couple of big matches with Stanford. Let's talk about gymnastics, ranked 18th now, put up a season high on Friday. Knocked off the number 10 team in the country. Jan Lemons got a 10 by one judge. judge Jeremy had the karma going from the broadcast. Yeah, it was awesome. I I would say my men's volleyball team is, yeah, those are my guys. That team is appropriately appreciated. I think people know what they are. I think it's gymnastics right now. I think gymnastics is top 20. Guard Young has those hits and sticks going, as he talks about. And they're, they're competing really well right now. I 100% agree with you. BYU Gymnastics in year three under Guard Young has made the jump. No They've made the in- jump. No pun intended. <laughs> They've made the beam balance. They are doing what he said they would do. It, now, is it baseball? They just went 3-1 and one in the opening series. No, BYU B- baseball is appreciated because of well, what they did last year. Well, last year they are. Before that, they weren't. Because and, of what and they, they did last year. And, and fr- frankly, they hadn't made a regional in a long time. People were excited about what they had done. People were more excited about baseball. BYU now. Gymnastics put up their highest score, and I feel like I say this every week because it just gets higher, yeah. their highest score in more than a decade. Yeah. Okay? It's 05. It's been 13 years since they scored this high. I was they, a freshman at BYU. They're they in five. the top 20 at the midway point of the season. That's good. Like, it is... It's a consensus now. No one breaks down BYU Gymnastics like BYU Sports Nation. They deserve the appreciation, right? not uttered ever. They deserve it. Our question of the day, back to BYU basketball. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? Portland or Gonzaga? Which game are you most confident in and why? I don't know. Why is this a question? It's a question because BYU beat Pepperdine by two and lost at San Diego, and they're three and five on the road That's why. in conference play. That's why. Three and five. That's why it's a question. Your responses, hashtag BYUSN. We'll get to those in a little bit. Coming up, it's all about that Sug Life on today's Between the Lines. There is only one dude I would eat ice cream with at Pacific Beach. His name is Blaine Fowler. What a humble brag. The dual threat analyst on whether his BYU basketball confidence points lie with Portland. Or Gonzaga. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Check out BYU basketball, Dave Rose tonight, 8 Eastern, with guest Ryland Bergerson on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Send in your questions for the coach and Ryland at hashtag Rose Show. Reserve your seats on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. There's free pizza after tonight's show as well. So all you freeloaders can show up to. <laughs> Welcome back with that. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN. We are discussing confidence points in our question of the day. This quite possibly might be the worst question we've ever asked. Portland or Gonzaga, which <laughs> game are you most confident in for BYU basketball to close out the regular season I, and why? I believe that BYU will beat sixth-ranked Gonzaga. At Kiwi Jackman, 
I believe in the home team advantage. Ain't no senior night crowd should be huge, and Gonzaga's going to come in overconfident like Rocky versus Clubberling the first time. Hashtag R.I.P. Mickey. (laughs) Can you... Can you on it like like sit here and tell me this? Okay, BYU beats Portland or lose to Portland, they beat Gonzaga. No, that's not happening. No, no, that's not. We're not saying that. Port- no, no, no. Play it out. That's BYU what I'm will lose at. I know. Portland. I know. No, no. I I know. Play it out in your mind. That is ridiculous. Are you more confident in BYU's ability to win at Portland because the Cougars are three and five away from the Marriott Center in WCC play? Or to beat Gonzaga on their home floor, which is a good matchup, this as you be pointed like out. Losing to LMU again. There's a difference between losing to San Diego and losing to LMU. This would be LMU part two. Joining us now to discuss this very thing is Blaine Fowler. Blaine, welcome back. I feel like I just saw you and spent like five days with you in Southern yeah, California. Yeah, we were we were like Spencer and I were like fourteen to fifteen hour a day guys for the last four days. I'm glad that someone could substitute for me. Yeah, I know. and he kept like missing you. He he was. He was like, you know what? You're okay, Blaine. But I you're know not. That this didn't you're happen. no Jerem Jordan. He would I say that. He said, "You're no Jerem Jordan." <laughs> Several times he said, "You that. you make more and you're better company." Yes, I said that as we were eating delicious ice cream at Pacific Beach, yes. watching the sunset go down, drowning our sorrows in that beach. Hum- humble brag, yellow card. <laughs> so look, what is what Spencer looking at oh. right here? I don't know. But. <laughs> into the future so we had destiny we had two options after that game we're just like man most people would go get drunk right now because that was so bad and they were like but we don't do that so so since we don't do that what's our next option let's just go drown our sorrows in ice cream so we went to pacific beach and i gotta say that sunset kind of lifted our spirits absolutely it did it was unbelievable someone tweeted and it said spencer's still looking for byu basketball to make a shot (laughs) (laughs) searching for and by the way brenda gets photo cred for that brenda was it was spencer and i just didn't go on a date to pacific beach (laughs) brenda went with us brenda went with us lots of dates with dave though Oh, yeah, I have. I have. But Brenda was with us. so It's cool. I was happy to be the third wheel. I was happy to be the third wheel. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the games, the trip was fun. (laughs) Well, the first game was fun. Just beat, just ending the night, losing streak at Pepperdine. Okay, and the losing streak. It's always great to go into overtime with the three hundred plus. Oh, no, I know. Great. No, it was fun though. <laughs> hey, all we're fun. looking for is an exciting game. It was fun. True. True. It's it better, was fun. It's better than the game I called. Women's against Pepperdine, like a thirty-plus point blowout the whole time. You're right. Shout out to Paige Fesky. Hey, Blaine. <laughs> yes. Our audience, like, who's Paige Fesky? Two games left. Yeah. At Portland, home to Gonzaga, who is up to number six in the national rankings now. Our Twitter question today deals with confidence points. Which game are you more confident BYU will win on the road where they have struggled or at home in a good matchup against Gonzaga? Well, remember, Portland's got a seven-footer in the middle. Hartwich. Who, who leads the league in blocks and gives Yoli a little bit of trouble. But that doesn't matter. BYU, I'm still, I'm still more. I just, I just, you know, hey, that was a tease. But, yeah, they they should be fine with Portland on the road. And and Gonzaga at home, I mean, they're playing really well. The Zags are playing well. Um, I think Jarrett was talking about the fact that matchup-wise, Gonzaga, the reason BYU plays well against them is um, the Zags don't, take BYU out of their comfort zone and make them play in a way that they're not used to playing. You know what I mean? So they play a similar style. They do similar things. So BYU's comfortable with them, and and that's why they kind of stay close. That's why they've beaten them up there. 
Gonzaga's to the point with that program that they're so good that they don't go, oh, man, we need to really change our game plan for this team or that team. They come in and say, we're going to play our game. We're going to do what we do. And for BYU, that's a good thing. There are other teams in this league that game plan specifically for BYU. Let's say USD, for instance. We're going to make guys that shouldn't be shooting threes shoot threes. We'll leave those guys open, and we'll double-dog dare them to take threes. And we won't let the guys that are good three-point shooters ever have a decent look. And that's what they do. So they game planned really, really well. And, and BYU took bad shots down the stretch in that game, and, and it cost them the game. The Zags don't do – the Zags just say, hey, let's just go play. We're good enough to beat you. Um, Back in the old days when, when we would play teams like UCLA and Wisconsin and Michigan and these schools, we would notice on film, we'd go, man, they're pretty basic with what they do because they would just say, we're better than the teams we're playing. We're going to play basic. We don't need to do things that confuse them. We'll just beat them straight up. Mm-hmm. We loved playing those teams, and that's why I think BYU loves playing Gonzaga because they run their stuff, and, and BYU matches up okay with Zags. Having said that, they're playing really well right now. So I'm I'm more confident that they beat Portland on the road than the Zags at home. <laughs> yes, you have sanity. Yeah, thank you. Wait, what? Thank you. The genesis of our question of the day, which seems somewhat silly, is based on the fact that BYU's really struggled on the road in WCC play. In non-conference, BYU was really good on the road. Beat UVU, Utah State, Princeton. Why the difference in conference with this team, in your opinion? So part of it, you guys talked about, are the guys tired? And, and part of it is not the physical grind. And, you know, that – But I think more the mental grind of a season. Early on, they were all, hey, we're buying in. We're making the extra pass. We're doing these things on the road. This is what we have to do to win. When you get mentally fatigued and you're on the road, sometimes there's execution lapses that I'm seeing on the road. I saw that down the stretch, offensively and defensively, against against USD, where where they – they needed to make one more pass or even two more passes. They took shots early in the shot clock down the stretch when Spencer and I would just look at each other and go, well, that wasn't, that wasn't a good shot. And they had plenty of time left on the shot clock. Um, and so I think the mental fatigue has gotten to them a little bit. They got to get their minds right over this, over this weekend now. And, and they've got to execute because they're not good enough right now, even against the mid to lower tier teams in this league to just have mental lapses and not execute perfectly down the stretch. They have to do that to win. And when they do that, they're good enough to play with anybody, including St. Mary's and Gonzaga. When they're executing really well and they're taking good shots and they're doing what they've been coached to do, they can stick with anybody. When they have those lapses, they can get beat by anybody. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, dual threat analyst. Blaine, you watched closely over the last two games while we were in Southern California. What is BYU's biggest issue right now? Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's offensive execution and close ball games down the stretch. Now, there have been times in those two overtime games where they would get a timeout. They'd come out of the timeout. They'd start the ball on the left. The ball would come to Eli off of a screen, and then he would be the decision maker. He would either take it to the hole, get fouled and score, or he would read the defense and kick it to an open. Those, that was good execution. When, when they did that. Other times, we see them dribble down, come off of a screen, and shoot a three early in the shot clock, and you just go, what in the world was that right there? And so to me, it's the mental toughness to, to execute every single possession down the stretch in a close ball game. That's what St. Mary's does. 
St. Mary's, and, and remember, they're a much more veteran team than BYU. Those guys have played together for multiple years. So they know who's supposed to take the shot, who's supposed to make the read, how they're going to attack this, where they're supposed to be on the floor. All of those things, they know what's, what's supposed to be going on down the stretch. That's the difference between a veteran team and a team that, that still seems to be struggling with youth. Now, I would expect that BYU, at this point in the season, would – be like Gonzaga, where they, they've been together long enough that they shouldn't be rookies. But remember, the Zags run the same system they've run for 10 years. So it's new players that they plugged in this year, but running the same thing they've always run. BYU, it's, com- it's complicated because it's new faces. I mean, Yoli was a role player last year, you know, and, and um, Eli sat out half the season with an injury. He wasn't the focal point of what they were doing last year. Nick Emery was in there last year. Mika was in. So these are new faces and a brand new offense and defense. So it's two factors that they're trying to get. And to me, as I sit back and evaluate it, I go, okay, I give them a little bit of slack that they're still late in the season and they don't seem veteran because it's new faces and new system. So now, if they don't make significant progress next year where they'll have the same system and the same faces, then I'm going to be down I'm going to be down about it. Right now, I'm, I'm okay with a little bit of inconsistency because usually you don't change two things all at once. One thing I'm not okay with is that, it, it, listen, BYU's, it, it, unless they make this incredible run in Vegas and beat two top 25 teams in St. Mary's and Gonzaga, they're going to go to the NIT for the third year. My issue is the NIT per se. It's that BYU hasn't sniffed the tournament the last two years. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's because of these non-St. Zaga losses. Why are these still piling up to the amount of three per year, in your opinion? I, I think it's it comes back to the thing we've ver- talked about at the very, very beginning. You go on the road here, and everybody talks about, oh, in the Mountain West, they had these huge j- – they're playing in New Mexico in front of 17,000 hostile fans. How could they win down there? Well, they didn't win down there sometimes. But in that league, you could have four losses and still compete for a league championship. And at the time, that league was sending two, three, four teams – to the NCAA tournament. And, and, and so they go in these gyms. And, Spencer, you and I talked about this when we, we got to Pepperdine. Why does Pepperdine always play so well against BYU? Well, it's because BYU fans outnumber Pepperdine fans four or five to one so in, in their the own gym. And so, so, first of all, those, those one to five fans are really vocal. And the players seem to just – we watched them. It's just like, are you kidding me right now? They're angry. I'm, I'm in my home gym. And I'm four to one fans against me. This is, and they play with a chip on their shoulder. So they get, like Gonzaga, everybody's best effort because it infuriates them that they're playing an away game in their home gym. So they get everybody's best effort. And I don't think BYU sometimes, they watch a team on film, they go, man, Pepperdine, we should beat them. Why can't they take the energy of the crowd to their advantage? They they should be able to do that, but it's not like playing in the Marriott Center when it's 13,000 of yours. It's 2,000 of yours and 500 of Pepperdine's. And, and I think that still has an effect on them. And they, that can't be. That's not a good enough excuse. They've been in this league long enough that they have to go, guys, it's a different environment. So we have to get some internal energy and drive, and we have to play like our yeah. hair is on fire, whether there's 500 fans there or there's 7,000 in the kennel. It has to be the same effort. They still struggle with that. But, again, remember, it's a bunch of new faces this year and a new system. So it, it – People that complain that, oh, they shouldn't be in the WCC. At the top, this is a really good league. And in the middle, those teams are capable of beating BYU if they don't get their best effort. And that's been a problem. Until they go win this league, people better stop complaining that this isn't as good a league as the Mountain West and they should be back in that. This is a good league. And at the top this year, it's really good. 
And this is the year that you could have finished third if you took care of non-St. Zaga teams. Made a run to the tournament. Three tournament teams could have been sure. absolutely. The way BYU totally. played in the preseason, this could have been a three-bid league easily, especially the fact that the Mountain West is down and is going to have limited bids. The A-10 is down is going to have limited bids. So there were some bids out there. pac 12s down. Yeah, pac 12s. So there were bids out there this year if they took care of non-St. Zaga, but they fell into the same trap. Thanks for embracing the phrase. They, they fell into the same trap yeah. this year. Yeah. Blaine, fantastic stuff. I'm going to just put this out there. You can take it and do what you want with it. If BYU beats Gonzaga on Saturday night, I will happily treat you and Brenda to ice cream of your choice yes. as we celebrate a win over a tough So this won't be drowning our sorrow in ice cream. This will be celebrating Celebration, man. Can milkshakes count? Absolutely. Okay. I got an idea where we're going. Absolutely. I got an idea. You want to get in on that, Jerem? I do now. <laughs> I was waiting for the invite. I will be busy calling the men's volleyball match against Stanford. But hey, after I'll, they beat Stanford. Ap- so if BYU wins in three, let's go at 940. Okay, sounds good. Got sounds it. good. All right, make the plan, Blaine. We got it. Great stuff. Coming up. Why a new Texas game day philosophy should really be at BYU. <laughs> like, like in Austin they want to do this? I think it should be in Provo. We'll tell you what it is. Let's go. The Sug Life of BYU Softball. Libby Sugg and Lauren McLean have lunch between the lines. I'm still waiting for the invite to lunch with Lauren. I want free lunch with Lauren. Because it's paid for, I assume, right? This is BYU Sports Where's the invite? I want to go to lunch. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation live at noon Eastern time every day. But if you miss the show at that time, it's normally on at... What time? 6 Eastern? Yes. But today it's 7 Eastern on a yes. Tuesday. Part of Super Tuesday. Check it out. It's the Tuesday exception. Tuesday. It's the Super Exception. Welcome back to Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Our national simulcast is found on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. It's time that we check out our BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. If you missed it, BYU basketball plays at Portland on Thursday, home to Gonzaga on Saturday. Which game are you more confident in? Download the podcast. Head coach Dave Rose live in studio seat tonight to speak about last Saturday's loss at San Diego and how he expects his team to bounce back this week. Price Jarman is the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Defensive Player of the Week in men's volleyball after recording seven blocks against Grand Canyon, eight blocks against Concordia Irvine. That's a lot of block. Excessive amount. Jarman is the fourth Cougar to receive MPSF honors this season. Also, BYU jumped up to number six in the ABCA coaches poll. BYU baseball having an amazing week. They beat CSUN, Cal State Northridge, yesterday 10-8 to take three out of four in that series, led by a three-for-four two-run performance by Brock Hale. How did he not get drafted? He had three RBIs as well from his teammate Nate Favero. The Cougars on their way to Hawaii (laughs) for a series starting Thursday. They have avoided the snow. Yeah, they're the happiest team on campus for sure. And BYU Gymnastics moves up a spot to number 18 in the latest NCAA Gymnastics rankings. The Cougars host Boise State Friday on BYU TV. Nicely done, ladies. Jeremy and I both think that gymnastics currently the most underappreciated team on campus. BYU softball swings back into action. The Cougars led by four captains, three of which are seniors, and one junior who happens to really enjoy hitting home runs. She didn't choose the Sug Life. The Sug Life chose Chose her. her. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. 
Libby Sugg has 35 career home runs and just in the short 10 game season she already has four but what really makes the softball catcher unique is her witty personality and hidden talents. First things first, what's your favorite lunch food? My mom's spaghetti. It doesn't matter if it's cold, it doesn't matter if it's warm, it's my favorite. <laughs> okay, well we have something very similar. It's a half turkey Swiss on wheat. Oh, that's tempting. You're junior this year, catcher on the team, you've been around a few years. What's the hardest thing about being a catcher? I guess is keeping your composure. It's just staying positive and being like, it's okay, we're down by 13, but we'll be fine. <laughs> what's the hardest drill that you do? Blocking. Blocking is still something that doesn't come easy to me, <laughs> so I'm grateful for my pitchers who don't throw in the dirt often. All right, let me show me how to block. Okay. So, pitcher's coming yep. in the dirt. <laughs> and that's a block. So you look really good at it to me. It's easy when you know the pitch is going to come in the dirt. It's when it you don't know Surprising. that you look a little funny when you just kind of scoop it. That was special. Yeah, okay. Try. Okay. Okay. So that's the hardest drill that you do. What's the most rewarding thing about being a catcher? Throwing someone out is pretty pretty awesome. When they think that they're going to steal a base on you mm -hmm. and then they're going to be in scoring position, you throw them out and you're like, gotcha. And you're like, have you seen this? Yeah, Aren't did you see this in the inning before? Because I don't think you did. Okay, we're going to switch gears here. We're going to play a little game. I'm going to say a word, and you have to say the first thing that comes to your head. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Animal. Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> Why kingdom? Uh, yeah, that's no Disney World. <laughs> Hobby. Lobby. <laughs> it's my favorite store. I'm not going to lie. Softball. Party. Uh, yeah. I really don't know where that one came from. <laughs> Last one, Coach Eakin. Eakinator. <laughs> Is that what you guys call him? Mm -hmm. The Eakinator. And he's okay with that. I don't know if he knows. Okay, so enough about softball. What is one of your hidden talents? I'm pretty good at drawing. I'll give myself that. Really? Yeah. Usually I turn things into like a cartoon, so if someone's like, hey, draw me in my face, I'll like, uh, it's going to be a cartoon face, but like, I'm pretty decent at drawing. So. At a karaoke night with the entire softball team. I don't know. Has this happened before? Yes. It has. Well, we do like headphone karaoke. So like one of the first tournaments, you're like on the bus and you've got the headphones in and then you have to sing, but you can't hear yourself sing, so you don't know what pitch you're So everyone's just making fun of you. Yep. What's your song of choice on karaoke night? Last time I was chosen to sing Hello by Adele. I was wondering. And it was terrible. My voice cracked at the peak of hello. See, most Mormons have like really good angelic voices. <laughs> Not this one. Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> let's, let's hear just a little, just the first. Oh, hello. It goes, hello. Okay, we're gonna play one more game. Okay. Two truths and a lie, which you've probably played before, right? I have. Okay, I've got it. Okay. Okay, I've ridden an elephant. Okay. I used to play shortstop growing up, and I hit my first softball home run at 11. Ooh. I'm going to say you did not play shortstop. Dang it. Was that it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What? Really? No, yeah, no, I never played there. So one more time. One more two truths and a lie. Okay. <laughs> I have never had a boyfriend before my fiance. I love country music, and I have two older brothers. So I'm going to go with you have two brothers is the lie. No, that's the truth. Dang it. Button Ben. Um, I love country music. Right, you really don't like country? I really don't like it. All right, well, that, that concludes our lunch with Lauren. What we do now is you have to rate it on a scale from 1 to 10, your lunch with Lauren. Oh, 10. Duh. I, I can put it on Yahoo. I can put it on <laughs> Google Answers. Lunch with Lauren is a 10 out of 10. Okay, awesome. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Libby. Yeah.
We had to end the interview a little early since she doesn't like country music. But nonetheless, Libby is fantastic. And good luck to the women's softball team during this season. Next week, we're doing Blast from the Past with gymnastics coach Gard Young. We're going to see how the former Olympian can do in his other events. What's Admit it, because you are a country-style singer, and a good one at that, you were a little offended that she said she didn't like I was offended music. because she lives like 20 minutes from Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. The heart shocking. of country music, which is fantastic. And yes, I do love country. Lauren, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. Yeah. 23 years old. 23! 23. 23. Can you believe Amazing. that? Amazing! <laughs> yes, I mean, my goodness, guys. 23? Speaking of two threes in a lie, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. It's a hard age to swallow, but it's going to be a good year. 23, yeah. I can't believe you're a senior at BYU. Yeah. Wow. Almost Crazy. graduated. Lauren's not a student. My goodness. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for that. Thanks, Lauren. Happy Thank birthday. Happy birthday. Appreciate Blow up her Twitter, people. Blow it up. <laughs> Win your birthday wishes. Have fun responding to all of those. I will. I will respond to every single one. Oh. Snap. So there's that. Wait, if you're if you're 23, are you Lauren Frankham still then, or are you Lauren McLean? I, I don't know. So Getting married to BYU is super normal. What yeah. are you talking about? Truth. You were married. Now that's by a like truth. 19. Now that's a truth. That's a truth. Yeah, that is a truth. That is yeah. truth. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> hey, coming up, BYU moves up in the rankings in two sports. What? More in the whip. It's always good to be ranked. It's even better to move up in the rankings. Nationally relevant. Is it a big deal to create a Disney-like experience hmm. at a sporting event? What does that even mean? We'll tell you. Texas Texas wants to do this. I think BYU should do this. We'll discuss. Fuck them. This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Check out BYU Basketball with Dave Rose tonight at 8 Eastern with guest Rylan Bergerson on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Send in your questions for the coach and Rylan using hashtag Rose Show. Reserve your seats on BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. And there is free pizza after tonight's program. It's great to be with you in Studio B alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, our daily rebroadcast Typically airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern on Super Tuesday, which is today. It starts at 7 Eastern. Our question of the day, centering on BYU basketball, Portland or Gonzaga, which game are you most confident that BYU basketball will win and why? At R. Greenhaw, Portland. They aren't as good as Gonzaga. Simple as that. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Yes. Again, every time I ask the question, I'm like, it just... It seems so simple, right? It's spurned, but, it's spurned from Mark Durant's comment, mainly. Exactly. And to be fair, road struggles. Exactly. Leave. To be fair to the situation, Cougars are 3-5 and five on the road in WCC play this year. Coming off a loss to San Diego. They lost at Pacific. They won by two at Pepperdine. BYU lost at LMU. So who's to say the Cougars couldn't lose against Portland in the Child Center? Portland's awful. That would be such a bad loss. It would be LMU part two. How would you rate LMU? <laughs> LMU is the worst loss. <laughs> you may have had under Dave Rose by RPI. All of that. Look said. it up. They're so bad. All of that said, it is Portland by a mile. The confidence point should be in Portland. Come on. If you aren't confident BYU can win at Portland, that says a lot about BYU hoops right now. And I feel confident at Portland. It's a big deal if you're not confident 
that BYU can win at Portland. Which takes us to our next segment. Big deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one, Ben Bagley. Big deal, no deal. BYU never finishing better than third place in conference under Dave, or worse than third place in conference under Dave Rose. I, I get that there's kind of a certain pride to be like us and then the other seven. And you want to be grouped with Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I get this. But I go no deal because BYU is not hanging any banners for finishing in third. I don't like talking about the bottom. I like talking about the top. Where is BYU? They're in the top three. That's great. But it's nothing to brag about. Making the NCAA tournament or not is what you want to be talking about. It's a big deal that BYU has never finished lower than third. What has it earned them? Well, early on, it earned them four conference championships. That's what it earned them. In the WCC era, what has it earned them? Better seating in the WCC tournament. Better shot to get to championship Tuesday. I don't know. It just happened twice. Six years. It it would be a big deal for BYU basketball in the current state of the program if they finished lower than third place at any point in the day. Version. Again, I don't want to talk about the bottom. I want to, you know, who's We're not laugh- talking about the bottom. We're talking, talking about 10th place. We're talking about third. No, you're talking about the bottom standard, which is, well, at least we haven't finished fourth. That's not the bottom standard. Guns, you're saying if BYU finished outside the, you just said, well, they haven't finished outside the top three. That's good. You're talking about the bottom of the standard, which is top three. You know, who's laughing at this subject. Gonzaga. Gonzaga's like, huh? What is this? It's a big deal that BYU is still there. I mean, they're competitive. It would be a big deal if they weren't competitive, right? BYU's not, this year, not competitive in the league. No. They're clearly third. They're not competitive for one. They're not competitive. They're not even competitive for two. Confined, second place. Define competition. Multiple games away from second place? It's Are not they even competitive close. in the games? They've been blown out. Have they been blown out? Yeah, I out? watched one Saturday. I watched a blowout Saturday. That was a blowout? Stop it. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Not having any seniors on the men's basketball team. I think a big deal. It would certainly help if there was some more experience. And generally, if you make it to your senior year, you're probably adding some value on the team if you haven't transferred or whatever. I think it's a big deal. Obviously, we hope this group's better next year. The hope is for... St. Mary's to get worse and for BYU to get better, and to that mean that BYU finishes in second place. Ask St. Mary's how nice it is to have seniors on the team that have played together a long time. Yes, it's a big deal, and BYU should, and I believe will benefit from having those guys return next year. Why are there no seniors on the BYU team? Because those dudes transferred. And that's an entirely different conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU's best win of the basketball season being versus Utah. To some degree, you want to say big, right? Like beating Utah is an important thing. They hadn't played in two years. 80K, the whole buildup there. But that win has not really landed like an A-level awesome win. BYU needs to beat Gonzaga Saturday to have, and they have in each of the last three seasons, at least had a win versus Gonzaga and it's been in Spokane, where you could say, well, this beats Gonzaga. BYU needs to win Saturday, so I go, I go, I go big deal. Just I guess because it is Utah. You haven't beaten BYU hasn't beaten them in football. That was a, of some significance. It's not that big to me though. I'm going to DQ this big deal, no deal, because I don't think BYU's best win is Utah. 
What's their best win? At Utah Valley because they won by 20. Oh, points. when we live in a world where no, the listen, best win listen, at Utah Valley, listen, that, is a, that is a weird world. This BYU is a post-apocalyptic situation. They won on the road by 27. That's Utah Valley's only loss at home. They just beat a really good New Mexico State team. BYU's best win of the season is at Utah Valley. As gratifying as it is to beat Utah, their best win by 27 at Utah Valley. It is what it is. It is what it is. We live in a world where BYU at Utah Valley is the best win. It is what it is. Number four. Are we going to become Rick soon? Big deal, no deal. Providing a football game day experience akin to the likes of Disneyland. (laughs) Okay, Texas uh, Athletic Director Chris Del Conte said he wants to create a Disney-type experience around Longhorn sporting events. This sounds like this should be more like BYU. Like, there's a bunch of kids. They go to the game. I think BYU should adopt whatever that means. What are they going to do? Are they gonna no put deal in, until you do it, by the way. Are they going to put in a roller coaster? <laughs> <at the games? laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. Here's what you do. Overpriced, long lines to get a cougar tail to get into the game, and, but then the experience is so awesome that the kids are like, yay, that was great. I want to ride on the Longhorn Matterhorn. I want to ride yeah. right on Cosmo. <laughs> Karan Butler wants that. Come on. No deal. It's, yeah, I, it, they need to do it, and then BYU goes, oh, yeah, we can do that. Why, so we can distract our fans even more? Well, enough last Texas year they fan, needed the distraction. Texas fans aren't paying attention to the actual football as it is. Remember when Texas was good at football? Okay. Remember how BYU like, basically took down Texas? You want them to focus Texas? on the football. Come on, man. Yeah. You remember when Taysom Hill single-handedly destroyed Texas football to a degree? I mean, they still make all the money, but, yes. like, competitiveness still, on the they field. They are still defeated by that. It's incredible. It's the Dell of a Dagger moment for Texas football. It's, it's the defining moment for Taysom Hill in both games. <laughs> Mainly the hurdle. But. He still haunts them. He haunts all Texas fans. <laughs> they reacted in the playoffs when he was doing yes. something with the Texas. Oh, like, oh no, Taysom Hill! I hate that guy. Coming up, the BYU baseball team says see ya to CSUN and aloha to say, Hawaii. Say it like a New York Yankees commentator. See ya! Michael K. Also, your responses to our question of the day. It's Portland, by the way. John Kent Stanton. Carlos Sponsored Stanton. by the Utah Valley See Convention ya. and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Super Tuesday. Re-air of BYU Sports Nation starts at 7 Eastern time. And a big shout-out to today's guest, Blaine Fowler. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU Hoops takes on Portland and Gonzaga this week. The Zags rank sixth. Coach Rose is in Studio C tonight to break down last week's loss and what he expects from the team this week. Volleyball. Price Jarman, the MPSF Defensive Player of the Week. BYU Volleyball jumped up to number six in the latest ABCA coaches poll. Baseball. Baseball's having a great time. They took three of four at CSUN, including a 10-8 win yesterday. Today, the Cougars are on their way to Hawaii for a series starting Thursday. Gymnastics. Jumps up one spot to number 18 in the latest NCAA gymnastics rankings. The Cougars host Boise State. Key matchup Friday. Watch it live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Hockey. BYU hockey team is headed to regionals for the first time in over a decade. Yeah. Congratulations to Ed Gant and the crew. The Cougars play ninth-ranked Grand Canyon. Somehow they have ice in Arizona. Thursday at 6 Eastern in Ogden at the Ice Sheet. 
I love how you said that. Somehow they have eyes in Arizona. In Arizona. <laughs> I am a news anchor. It's such, such a news thing. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Yeah, who gets it? It goes to Lauren McLean. Happy birthday, Lauren. Wow, that was really kind of you. Yeah. Well, and she has to well, put up with us on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's we, so, yeah. we need her to be in a good mood with that's us. That's mostly why she deserves yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. Question of the day. Portland or Gonzaga, which game are you most confident? It sounded like you said Oregon. BYU basketball. Oregon-Zaga? Stop it. Portland or Gonzaga. Which game are you most confident BYU basketball will win and why? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At McKay Allen, I want to say Portland, but why should I be confident for Portland after the last three games? Fair. On the other hand, Gonzaga versus a top ten team though is a top ten team playing in Provo. Too bad it's not in the kennel. Long story <laughs> short, I'm not confident in either. What? I get it. No, I get it. But would you be more confident if you was playing in Spokane? I'm more confident because it's in Provo. I know that BYU's won three or four up there. I would, I'm more confident in Provo. This is the biggest opportunity of the season for BYU, is to beat sixth-ranked Gonzaga in Provo to finish the regular season on junior night for BYU. <laughs> it's, they have no seniors. It's junior night. At VAR underscore black. Honestly, neither are men looked beat down and worn out. Wait, 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 he, wait. Said, he said boys. Yeah. Why would you edit that one? I don't that know. That one's BYU TV I friendly. I want to call them men, not boys. Well, he's just it's a boys basketball team. It's a men's basketball I team. Var Black says, I'm worried about both of these games. Kind of echoing what McKay Allen said. Elite tweet of the day from Matt Broncos Lover. To be honest, I'm not confident in either. But Portland would have the edge. Gonzaga, very well-balanced team and most consistent. BYU not playing to that level of consistently, unfortunately, and that puts both of these games at major risk. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jerem. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Nick Sanderson. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow. See you tonight on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose.